Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to today's episode. We're talking about the critically important topic of networking for authors. Now we're not talking about like networking computers to each other so you can print like through Wi-Fi networks. Um, We are talking about networking to build relationships for authors. And I am so excited because we've got Basil Lemba here with us today to be talking about this topic. And if you're feeling, well, why do I need to network as an author? Trust me when I tell you that networking is one of the most powerful things that you can do to help you really grow your platform, grow your influence, grow your impact, sell more books, make more money, transform more lives with your message. Um, A lot of that happens through relationships. So I'm super excited that this is what we're talking about today. So let me introduce you to Bazil. Um, He teaches small business owners and authors how to maximize their networking at efforts so that you can more easily achieve financial success while also growing through the personal development opportunities that strong relationships can provide. Now, realizing that effective networking can dramatically improve people's quality of life, Bazil provides consulting services and group programs, and he is the founder of the BL Networking Breakfast Club and the Networking Institute. So um, we are super excited to have him here today and speak with you about networking. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, Bazil. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate having me on your show. (laughs) Yeah, very happy to have you here. Now you, I'm just going to let everyone know, because usually my guests are already authors. Bazil is not yet an author. He is working on a book called Everything You Think You Know About Networking is Wrong. And this book should be out by the end of 2021. And I'm just curious, Bazil, can you say like what inspired you to write this particular book? Yeah, let me just add that I've written a book. Uh, I didn't mention I didn't mention that today. I wrote a book so that other people. It's called Game Changer Number Five, in which uh, just just to mention that. But uh, regarding writing my book, uh, as you mentioned, I had the breakfast event and uh, for over seventeen years, bringing business people, author, and together to, to network. And for over a decade, they kept asking me to write a book on networking or even to make a course. I never did because I thought it was all out there. Mm. Uh, I'm originally from Africa, left when I was 14, lived in France for 10 years and then came to the US. And here, everywhere I go, I see networking events. I go to a bookstore, I see book on networking. I go to the library, I see book on networking. I thought they have it in tape. Make a long story short, one day by accident, I wanted to do a presentation on networking. And now when I look up the definition of networking edition, would you like to know what I found, Christine? Yes, please. I found that the definition additionally was incorrect. Hmm. And then I understood. Now, think about it. Those people asking me to write a book never came to me and said, we need you to write a book on how to drive a car. Why? They know how to drive a car. But if they kept asking, it meant something was missing. But I never conceived that something was missing. 
Because you thought it was all out there. And before you continue your story, let me just say, I know this happens for a lot of authors. They go to the bookstore and they look at the shelf where their book might be. And they think, oh my gosh, like my book's already been written, but by somebody else, you know, not by me. Mm -hmm. And it's something that a lot of people run into. So I'm curious to hear the rest of the story and like what happened that you realized, actually, no, I do need to write this book because it's not already out there. So um, continue. I just wanted to point that out because I know a lot of people deal with that. Yeah, but when I saw the definition, then I understood. And on the other hand, when I went out there to network, I was never handled properly. The reason I created a breakfast is because when I got here in Virginia, I did not know anyone. So I go to this event and I'll come out not happy, something's missing. And one day by accident, I attended an event. There was 150 people. When I started my business then, I went because I thought, oh my God, if there's 150 people, I'm going to make 30, 40 contacts. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I went to that event, walked in, was packed. The speaker started speaking. Two years later, it was two hours later, it was done. Everybody was rushing out there. And I, oh my, oh, I'm trying to get all the people. Five minutes later, the room, the room was empty. And I was standing there with three business cards. Mm. $150 well over a decade ago for the launch. That's when I understood that even the organization of the event was not proper. And that's how I went and surveyed people and authors and then put together a networking event. I started it as a little thing on the side, but it grew so rapidly that I wound up the rest of last year and things just went nothing about that. Wow. So there is stuff that you know that other people don't know, which is why you need to be writing this book that you're writing. And I'm just going to share this because you don't know this about me, Basil, but when I lived in Los Angeles, Um, I was a business owner and I had transitioned from like being a personal trainer that drove to people's homes to entering into brick and mortar where I ran a a gym and yoga studio. Mm -hmm. It was my own business. And I was desperate to find other like-minded women, Mm -hmm. business owners. I scoured Los Angeles. I couldn't for the life of me find a networking group that I felt better Mm -hmm. leaving than when I went in. Like I would go in and it would just be this artificial, like everyone's like, oh, business is great. And that's, and like, you know, sometimes I just want to talk to a real person about what's really going on. And business isn't always great. With business owners, we have challenges. So I decided, you know what, I want to get together with other like-minded women. So I didn't know any business owners at the time. And I invited just four of my friends to come join me for dinner at one of our favorite Chinese restaurants. And we sat at that table in the back of that restaurant, Lazy Susan in the middle, and I like was spoke about my vision of this networking group where, you know, spiritually oriented, conscious, you know, business women, business owners could come together and really truly connect. And I ended up developing this group without any advertising. We grew to 500 members. It was called the Network for Empowering Women Entrepreneurs. And it was amazing. And this is like, this was over 20 years ago, I started that group. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been like pretty much non-existent for 16 years since I moved away from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But the relationships established in that group are still decades later, rock solid between mm-hmm. me and my members and the members with each other. So it is so important, the environments and the way that we network to really create those lasting relationships. So I'm grateful that you're going to be writing this book. So mm-hmm. Let's um let's chat about authors specifically. So knowing what you know about networking, why would you say that it's important for an author to really learn how to network? Simple. An author by himself with his computer typing, 
right? That's where he spends most of his time. Mm-hmm. But how does he make money? He makes money when he's exchanged his, um, his novel, his book, with the community, right? He has a book here. He has to exchange it, be it with the corporate, be it the group, be it the individual. He needs to get his book out there, principle of change, the economics of it. He needs to get his book out there, and then those people send money to him, okay? Yes. So now, what is the actions of getting your name out there? That's what brings us to networking. Let me even pull back, back. Let me go through the back. The definition of society is human being and their relationships. Mm-hmm. Let me give that to you again. The definition of society is human being and their relationships, whichever way you spin it. Networking then sits squarely on top of it, be it on a family level, on social level, on business level. So then, you can ask for an author to be successful, what is the quality of his network? What is the relationship with the other people who either read his book or get his book out there? And that's where we come to networking still. It is a must. If he does not know how to deal with his fellow, he will, have, he will not be able to get his book out there, even directly to the consumers or even with the people who are trying to get his book out there. Because the bedrock of it is networking. If he handles the people well, his book would move. If he doesn't handle them well, the book will not move. Well said. Well said. Because, yes, I mean, I'm just reflecting on my own business and, you know, the books that I've released into the world. And the cornerstone of the growth of my business is truly out of my network and the relationships that I have. And some of my business relationships, I mean, they do, they go back decades mm-hmm. and I could text someone or call them or message them on Facebook today, even though we met 20 years ago, they would respond, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the relationship. And as an author, it really is important to have people in your network who know you and who are going to support you and might be people who you know, ha- are an influencer themselves in their community who would be mm-hmm. able to share your book with you know, the people that they know. So it is very, very, very important. So then what would you say are some of the challenges that you think that authors might be facing when it comes to networking, especially like we're living in a world where you know, a lot of people aren't hanging out in person so much right now. God willing, we'll be there soon enough. But, you know, it's not like you can go to your usual networking meeting every week or something. So aside from that, or maybe in addition to that, what are some of the challenges that you see authors might face in, you know, getting out there and networking and beginning to build those relationships? Well, uh, there is a major, major five steps that the formula that we have that anybody can use. You mentioned going to a networking event when you come out, it was not right. Because, in fact, networking starts with your mindset. You have to have the correct mindset in order to be able to network properly. I was going to say, talk to us a little bit about that, because I don't know that I've really heard people talk about networking starting from the mindset perspective. So if you're listening and you're not driving, write that down, um, that networking begins with your mindset. So um, educate Mm -hmm. us, Bazil, let's hear it. Absolutely, because otherwise you can fall into the mechanic of the action and the mindset is off. There are two cardinal rules in networking. Number one, be interested. And number two, always put your personal interest last. 
these are the cardinal rules of networking. Once you understand that, networking becomes easier, the much more accepted. The goal of networking is to create acceptance. It is not to promote yourself or much less to sell your product. In fact, in my book, I break down what I call the business development cycle. It goes networking, number one, number two, promotion, and number three, sales. This is the natural sequence of business development. You mentioned an event, or somebody told me last time, they went to a chamber of commerce, and people asked, who's here to sell something? All the hands went up. Who's here to buy something? All the hands went down. Mm. <laughs> Interesting, <laughs> right? So true, though. So true. You get what I'm saying? But that's not even the kicker. The kicker right. is that they were all at the networking event. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? They yep. go to networking event, but they are all about them. That's one point. In all of the networking arena, we hear about deliverer speech, deliverer speech, and all the time. They got to have it really, they got to be able to give it up. If you look at the cycle I'm talking to you about, which is number one, networking, create assets. Number two, promote yourself. Number three says, you can easily see that the labor speech come under promotion. So in all the activity, they say the reason I've been uncomfortable in all those networking things, whereas you have been coming from the viewpoint, I want to meet people, I want to talk to a human being. All you're getting is promotion pitch or worse sales pitch. Mm. Networking has been left totally, completely outside of the equation. Though the events are called networking events, quote, unquote. I love how you said, and I hope all of you really got this, that the, you know, the two key rules of networking are number one, be interested, like be interested in the other, like genuinely not. That's right. Right. Like not inauthentically like, oh, oh maybe this person is going to help me some way or maybe I can you know gain something from them That's or right. maybe there's something I can get here. So mm-hmm. I'm going to like pretend to be interested, like right. really genuinely be interested in this fellow human being <laughs> that you are connecting with. And then number two, which, you know, may be surprising for some of you as you're out there networking, whether it's, you know online through clubhouse, hopefully in person, eventually what have you, or even through referral but put your own personal interests last, right? Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? That's what you Absolutely. said, Basil? Yes, yes, you are correct. You're correct because if that mindset is not there, the person she lives is not a true relationship. You're there into getting something. Nothing wrong, but you need to create acceptance first. In my book, I mentioned this story, but they have a chapter that I call the resource machine. It's a guy that I met at networking in 2008, a financial planner. I started asking a question. I was really interested. I was not even asking questions about what happened on market and the next question. And then I asked him, and at one point he asked me, and you, what do you do? I stopped. He shocked the hell out of me because I'm asking a question and asking no question. But finally I told him, but I realized in fact that I was dealing with one of the basic principles of networking, which is if you show interest to somebody, they're going to do same. Yes. People react in kind. And it's fabulous because it put you now in control of your networking. So I asked him the question and then he asked me, he also meant, by the way, that at that moment, he was ready and willing to listen to me. And that's where the relationship is made, right? Exactly. Because I run into him, tell him all what I do. He would have just gone over his head. But I asked him a question. I was interested in him. He decided to react in kind and ask me. So I told him, do you know that that guy led me to 20 to 15 to 25 business people who bought what I was selling? Wow. 
Wow. And do you know that all I was doing is walking the office of those people? They'll tell, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. I was just taking orders, 15 to 20 people. That's pretty amazing. Because that is what happens. And I actually recently have been having, for whatever reason, I'm being introduced to a lot of people and I'm getting on um, lots of just connection calls with people. And it is so true that if I get on with someone and they just, they really genuinely start asking questions, like I want to know about you and what do you do and how do you do it? And all these sorts of things, you know, they're coming my way. Like I couldn't wait in some cases for them to stop asking me questions because like, I want to know about you, you know, you're so interested in me. I feel naturally interested in them. And, you know, like one call, like 30 minutes, we were like, bam, bam, bam. There were four different ways that we figured out that we could, you know, work together to, you know, support our communities and support each other and, you know, just raise everyone up. It was just Mm -hmm. like, bam, well, I can do this for you. And, oh, I'd love to do that for you. And it was really, it was quite beautiful, you know, Mm -hmm. when those kinds of things happen. So yes, be interested, put your personal interest lasts Mm -hmm. and chances are there's going to be a natural sense of reciprocity that as you express interest in them, they'll express interest in you. And who knows, maybe you could just start walking in and taking orders from people that that person refers you to. It happened automatically. I've done this. I've been networking arena for 40 years. I tell you that switch always takes place. We don't know when, but it does take place. People get concerned. Again, the basic development, uh, business development cycle is networking, promotion, and sales. That's the natural part. Mm-hmm. When people violate it, and then they have problem in business development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It goes from one to the next. The, when I hear somebody, when somebody says networking, I don't like it, or I don't like networking, how am I surprised? Since the definition of networking the dictionary is incorrect, this culture cannot spell networking. They don't know what it is. I don't care who say what. I've been in that field for 17 years. I can tell you the number of times when I walked into the room and I was handled properly is less than five, less than my five fingers. And I'm being very generous. Less than five times I have been handled properly when I walked out there. Mm-hmm. And I am the guy who has been there like all the time. All the time. And I'm there more than anybody else because I made networking my life. When I got over here in Virginia where I live, I, took it, I realized that networking events were taking place Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So therefore, I took a job from Friday to Monday. So I had those three days wide open. Wherever there was networking event, I was there. Mm-hmm. So I put more time in networking than any other person that I can, can, can know. People are asking me, do you have a, t- a twin brother? Because I was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm capable of taking a look at the definition and telling you this won't work. Because I know it, I experience it, I teach it, I, I train people on networking and everything else. And I, I, I know the thing inside out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can tell, I mean, obviously that's why you're passionate about what it is you're doing. So for our authors out there who feel a little challenged in this area of networking, and maybe you're getting a different understanding of really what it is today, it's, you know, it's still challenging for some. So how would you suggest that an author who feels a little bit challenged by this whole concept of networking and really, you know, building these sorts of relationships, mm-hmm. what suggestions might you have to help them overcome um, their networking challenges? Actually, we have a five-step formula that we work on. I won't get the, I won't get the time to go into that in details, but uh, as they get to the gift that I tell them, I'll be able to follow up and maybe share some more information. But I say, number one, you have to have the correct mindset, which we touched on already. And this mm-hmm. is how we help people. Number two, we get them to define their ideal client or the ideal group of people they need to 
to, to, to do business with, and also how to reach them, be it online or offline. Number three, we teach them how to contact and talk to those people. Again, I was on a coaching session last time and somebody was part of an organization. They told them, go and call people. But nobody even told them how to do, how to call people. Imagine that. Hmm. It's up to the people. Like when you're lucky or you have the gift of it, you can't. But we break it down where we take the, 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 the maybe or the question out of it. You know exactly. Because I can, the definition of business, the business has two main functions. Getting people in to deliver, delivering a service or product, number one. Number two, getting people in. The author already have a book. So that's done. The product's there. His challenge is getting people to get it. And that starts with proper networking. Each author has a book. It's sitting here. It has a value for a specific audience or community. His challenge, your challenge as an author, is how do you get the people out there to get it? And that starts with networking. That's the entrance point. So then we teach you how to talk to those people. And following that, we teach you how to follow up. 93% of the authors have problems following up. And even 93% of businesses, not because the, the, the starting the contact, the first contact can be made. You go to an event, you go to a fed, you meet somebody online. That's generally not a problem. How do I follow up then is the challenge. That too has never been quite really. Sometimes the technology is used and the technology is not necessarily friendly or it's or whatever the heck may be, but you need to find out the one that works for you and we help with that. And I'm sure there are people listening right now. I know I have done this in the past where I, you know, when I, we were able to be in person and networking events, like I'd come home with a big, huge stack of cards mm-hmm. and they would just sit there and gather dust. And then a year later when I cleaned out my drawer, I'd be like, well, I didn't reach out to them. I'm just Mm going to, you know, recycle those cards. (laughs) It's really sad. So I love what you're talking. And I actually want to make sure that people know about the great resource that you've got available for them. So when you head over to the show notes, there's going to be a link there where you can actually go take a business development strength analysis. Like it's a quick, short um, quiz, but like I'm looking at it right now and I'm telling you that just really assessing yourself in these areas that Bazilla's put together and kind of getting your assessment back, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really helpful for you to understand where you might be strong Mm -hmm. and where you might have areas of of improvement. Is there anything else that you want to add about that resource that you've made available for everyone? Yeah, they they just go and fill it out because in what I've found over the years is that uh, individualized attention is what works best. And that's how I put together that assessment because then I can help you much more effectively. We all have strength. We know that. So then we walk the one that you want to pull so as to get you off the path, definitely. And the last step I want to mention after the follow-up is how to close. Now, we put that in there because it, it all has to be aligned from the very beginning. Like how you network, how you promote, how you contact the people. We want an alignment of the whole thing. That We, we are primarily a networking organization, but I understood that unless, unless something is sold, as you say in business, nothing is about to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's why we add the close information. So now the way you give the people not aligned, you can't figure you are at ease, you are in your skin, you properly, and it seems natural, and then it flows. And that's also all that reflect in the, the assessment that uh, I put out there. So that now, as an author, because you wrote this book, you want to get it out to people. And what we're doing is helping you get it out to the great many, as many as possible, so that your message can get out. 
Yes. Yes. And closing the deal is part of it. And I love that, you know, that you, I'm sure you've heard the saying and all of you listening, I'm sure I've heard the saying, you know, begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the purpose of networking is yes, to build relationships, but there is usually an end game, you know, goal in there somewhere of selling a book or inviting someone deeper into your business to work with you more deeply mm-hmm. um, and closing the deal as part of it. And I love that you really follow all of these points, you know, from mm-hmm. the very first thing of like, well, where might my people be and how do mm-hmm. I connect with them and how do I, you know, begin to engage and have a conversation all the way through to actually closing the deal and having the mm-hmm. networking, you know, be beneficial, not only in terms of the relationship collateral, but also in terms of the cash collateral, you know, that will come out of those relationships that you've built. So um, love it, love it, love it. So again, just a reminder, head over to the show notes because the show notes is where you're going to see a link to that, um, the sort of assess self-assessment you can take. So please go ahead and do that. And before we slide into the end here, Basil, I would love for you to share, like, what is the single most important message that you want our listening audience to walk away with today from our conversation as it comes to networking for authors? My message is be interested. Be interested. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Cause like, I'm just, I'm just right now imagining someone who might be a little bit, you know, cautious coming into a new networking environment, whether it's online or offline and like, you know, how do I show up and what do I have to do and how do I build these relationships? If you walk into that room or walk into that conversation or walk into that, you know, virtual room, if it's a clubhouse situation or a virtual group, if you're in a Facebook group or something and you walk in with the mindset of being interested, mm-hmm. I can absolutely see how that's going to change the game for our author. So thank you so much, Basil, for your time today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And um, so grateful we were able to do this. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Christine. All right. You're welcome. And to everyone listening, of course, thank you as always for being someone who's willing to invest your time and energy by being here into yourself, your book, your message, what you are here to do in the world with with your book. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here. And until next episode, of course, happy writing, everyone. Bye for now. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.